Round and round they go, the Boston Celtics. Same old stuff in a loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to talk about it here on this Thursday, trade deadline day edition of the Locked On Celtics podcast. Billy, let's go. Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's is the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you are doing, wherever you're going. I hope you are enjoying this podcast, and it's bringing you just a tiny bit of joy in a very hectic time for the Boston Celtics. Hopefully you're listening to this before the trade deadline passed, which is like, it's a 3 o'clock trade deadline, which is weird. Uh, by the way, join me and several of our Locked On NBA podcast hosts on uh, Twitch, YouTube. We're, we're doing a live trade deadline show. It Locked On Podcast Network is doing a live trade deadline show. It's you know, You're going to be able to comment. You're going to be able to uh, participate, and we will have everything for you as it happens with the local experts. It's something that no other network is going to be able to do because we're going to be able to bring in the people that cover these teams as the trades happen, bring them in for instant analysis. So you can watch ESPN if you want, but you're not going to get this level of in-depth coverage. And so if the Celtics do make a trade, if they do trade for Aaron Gordon or somebody else, I will be there to help break it down. Uh, It's going to be going from 12 to 4 p.m. So all basically all afternoon. So please uh, tune in. Follow Locked On Live. Follow me on Twitter, Reds Army underscore John. You'll get it. You'll figure it out. You'll know when we're on. So, hope to see you there. Uh, this show is brought to you by Locker Room, another app that I use to get in touch with you. Just putting out tons of content for you. Tons of content. Follow me at John Corrales on Locker Room. I will be announcing, maybe I'll do a, uh, a reaction uh, show on, on Locker Room. It's, a little crazy. I don't know exactly when, but or we'll talk about it either Thursday or Friday. So make sure you're following me at John Corrales to, to find out when I do go live on Locker Room. You can talk directly to me. The Celtics lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, 121-119. This is a game that looked very, very lost. And then suddenly it looked like they were going to win. And it's such a dichotomy in this game. So I will be doing what I do. I talk about the good, the bad, and then the big story. The big story out of this is the same old stuff. That's what I'll be talking about is how this this treadmill of a season just keeps on going. It's just it's wild to to experience. It's wild to see. Uh, I think it's impacting everybody. I can certainly feel it. Uh, but we'll start with the good. And uh, you know, for some reason, I just can't find myself to feel good about this comeback, which was a great comeback. They came back from 25 points down in the middle of the third quarter. They had multiple opportunities to take the lead down the stretch, uh, including Daniel Tice's three-pointer, which was 
very much online and just happened to back rim. But the Celtics had chances. They they had the ball after Jalen Brown hit a three with 132 to go. Giannis Antetokounmpo gets called for an offensive foul. Of all things, Giannis gets called for an offensive foul. They actually made the right call. And the Celtics had the ball at the 121 mark and just couldn't score the rest of the way. It was 121-119 with a minute 32 to go. They got the ball back at 121. Marcus Smart misses a jump shot, a three-pointer. They Middleton misses. Kemba misses a layup. It could have been a foul, but they did get ball first. Then Middleton turns it over, and Marcus Smart gets blocked out of bounds. And <laughs> then Daniel Tice gets a wide, wide, wide open look. It was perfect. And maybe you want somebody else other than Daniel Tice to hit, to take that shot, but the the Milwaukee defense was focused on on those guys. There was no time to draw up a play. Uh, there they didn't have any more timeouts left. It just Daniel Tice slid into the right spot, hit a corner three pointer. That thing was dead on, and he just shot it a touch too hard, and that's the difference between a win and a loss. So the Celtics comeback was was great. They they were defending. They were moving the ball a little bit. They Kemba Walker was going, and this team really is a different different team when Kemba Walker is going. Kemba in the second half was was pretty damn good. In the first half, he had a ton of frustration. He had a play where he he hit the deck and he just didn't get up to to the ball went down the other end. He spent time yelling at the refs. He was very very obviously frustrated. This was maybe his most frustrated game. But in the second half, 17 points, 58% shooting, uh he plays down the stretch. He was was Kemba in in a lot of ways. And you look at Kemba, it, it's very obvious. The Celtics are a different team when Kemba Walker is playing well. And this just raises the question of, how do the Celtics get Kemba Walker to play well? And Brad Stevens has said it multiple times. When, when Kemba's going well, we play well. And the rest plays off of him. We talk about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being the best players, but Kemba is the guy that can get consistently past the initial line of defense and can do something. Now, he's been swallowed up at the rim all season long. He's not getting any calls, and it's it's clearly pissing him off. It's bugging him. So the Celtics got to figure something out to get him going, and maybe you just run early offense for him at the start of games when he's in there. If he's going, then you've got to you've got to start building up something offensively for him and for the rest of the team. And Boston's defense plays off of their offense. Like you don't want it to be that way, but like it's time to just accept. Boston's defense is better when their offense is going. That's 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 it. That I can't put it any other, any different way. So Brad Stevens wants the the defense to go. Save it for training camp. Save the defensive lessons for training camp or the next practice or getting into the playoffs. Right now, get the offense going so they can be 
more active on defense. That's all I got to say. And that, that must start with Kemble Walker. Because Jalen can find his groove. Tatum can find his groove. But Kemba, I think they just need to make sure Kemba is going a little bit early on. Jeff Teague also positive. How about Jeff, Jeff Teague lately? I mean, we've written them all off. I wrote them off. And checks in with a 15-point game, 5 of 7 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line, 2 big free throws late, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Not bad, right? Kemba, by the way, had 23.6 assists. Um, the leader was Jalen Brown, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. But Jeff Teague, what can I say about Jeff Teague? I mean, it might go away at some point soon. Like Maybe I just shouldn't talk about Jeff Teague. Because when I when I do get into Jeff Teague talk, people accuse me of jinxing him. But he's played well the past couple of games. Like this has been this has been big. Maybe, maybe it it's just possible that some guys in this stupid, weird season that I hate is some guys need just more time. Like, I don't know how much of anything from this season that I believe long term. How much of anything from this season can we take? I don't know what to believe anymore. It's just nothing makes sense. And like you heard Scal and Mike Gorman talk about it. Like they said, this is a weird game. It was a weird game. Everything's weird about this season. Nothing makes sense. So Teague, yeah, finally figuring it out. Jalen Brown, there's another up and down here. Jalen Brown, 24 points to lead the team. But 14 in the first, 8 in the fourth, 2 at the end of the third on a steal and a long play, a long pass and a dunk. So Jalen Jalen's cooking, doing all sorts of things. First quarter, I, 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 I thought the first quarter was actually not bad. And the, the Celtics trailed at the end of the first quarter, 35 to 30. But the 30 was fine with me. The 35 that they gave up was a problem. They gave up 35 in each of the first two quarters because defensively they were they were sucking in and they were they were really doing a good job taking away Giannis. He had what four points in the first half. How, I don't understand how you give up 70 points and a half and only hold Giannis to one of five shooting. He did have four assists in the first half, but you take that if you say you get to hold Giannis to four points. Sure, Chris Middleton's going to have 15, but Giannis is only going to have four. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah, Bobby Portis, though, five of seven, 15 points in the first half. But Jalen Brown was was rolling. First quarter, Jalen Brown was brilliant. Six of eight, he was cutting. He hit a three on two guys that might have been a four-point play. It was just the the, the Celtics offense in general, but Jalen was just great. But then he doesn't. He doesn't get a shot in the second – or he gets one shot in the second quarter. In the third quarter, he gets three. So this is hard. This is so hard. This is why the Celtics need that ball movement offense. And this is why everybody needs to buy into the ball movement offense because Jalen goes off and then it becomes like, a, okay, my turn. And Jason Tatum had a couple more minutes in the second second quarter, and he had three or four shots. But they, they, they need to find a little bit more even distribution of this shooting, especially when Jalen's going. Feed the hot hand. Feed the hot hand. But really, honestly, the offense 
wasn't that that big of a problem because they they scored 119 and they found ways down the stretch to to score. They I know the Celtics can score. I'm actually not worried about their offense so much. Their defense has been just god awful. So, one last thing which was just interesting. Fun even. I'll put this in the good. Marcus Smart getting caught on the mic saying, "We finally got one when they call the foul on Milwaukee." That was fun. But oh, Marcus Smart is going to be in the bad when I come back because sadly, that's what he was mostly when it came to this game. Today's show is brought to you by Sportrade. Have you heard of Sportrade? It's this fantasy sports meets stock market thing, which is is just an interesting way to kind of get into fantasy basketball, fantasy sports, but take fantasy to the next level. It's like uh, Robin Hood for fantasy sports. The platform allows you to buy and sell shares of your favorite players. You know, people sometimes say, give me all your so-and-so stock on Twitter. When guys tend to like, you know, be, be down low or something and somebody says, no, I believe in this guy. You can actually now buy stock in players. This is a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. Making money on sport trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, statistical performance in each game compared to their projected fantasy points in that game. So there's a baseline and then what they actually produce. The more points they score, the higher the value goes. Two, supply and demand. Simple supply and demand. The more the demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, Pick that penny stock and a rookie with a huge upside or grab a blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you'd like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and see your portfolio value rise. You want to check it out for yourself? Go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun and profitable, exciting new way, new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sporttrade.com. Of course, if you prefer a more traditional way, you can go bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football's done for a little while, but the NBA is obviously in full swing. College basketball, the tournament's going on. You've got the NHL, baseball's coming back. If you don't even want to bet on sports, you can use bet online to Bet on awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds, and props on just about anything that you can imagine. Bet online is free to sign up. Head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Sports world rolled on as you were watching Celtics basketball. So get all the sports news you missed and all that you need to know in less than 20 minutes on the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. 
They're going to check all of the latest news, every major sport, with the help of our local experts. That's the power of the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow Locked On today wherever you get your podcasts. The bad from this game. And there was plenty of bad to pick from in the middle there. The defense was just ridiculously god-awful. The rotations are slow. Uh, They were very, very, very intent on stopping Giannis from getting to the rim. But the side effect was everyone sucked in too deep. The the ball worked around, and guys were getting open, open three-pointers, wide-open three-pointers. Like Bobby Portis lived in the corner. It was just gross to watch. And there, there just has to be a better recognition of where guys are on the floor and understanding just the timing, timing of when to step in, when to step back. It's tough with Giannis. It's certainly tough. And Milwaukee is ridiculously deep. Like this is this shouldn't be at first if the first quarter had continued on and just been the second quarter was the same and the third quarter was the same and the fourth quarter was the same and you say okay, you know, you lose each quarter by 5 and you end up losing by 20, but slow like it's a slow progression against a good team but you you played well, then then I could understand that because you look at their roster and one of the questions that was asked in the in the broadcast was, I don't understand how these guys are flying under the radar. They're really good. Well, it's because they were disappointing last year, and you know they got bounced early by Miami. They they haven't succeeded, uh, so people are just kind of like in a show me mode. Like they they don't care about Milwaukee anymore. They don't care about Milwaukee being at or near the top because they're like, yeah, so what. They've been at or near the top for years. They haven't done anything. So that's why they're they're just kind of being slept on. But Chris Middleton, again, kills the Celtics. 27 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, really? 17 points each for Brooke Lopez and Dante DiVincenzo. 21 points off the bench for Bobby Portis. They get 13 points from Drew Holiday. Giannis only had 13 points. Like, you you hold Giannis to 13 points, and I mean, sure, you only lose by one, and there was a big comeback and all of that, but that was that's a shame to lose to, to Milwaukee when you hold Giannis to 13. He's not going to be held to 13 on Friday, that's for damn sure. But they're deep. They're deep. They're good. They know what they're doing. And it's the difference between the Celtics and these guys. They know what they're what they're trying to do. And they're starting to catch a groove. So, but the defense with, with such deep, with, with such a deep roster that you're facing, you, you just have to, it has to be a connected defense. You have to be moving. One guy moves this way, the other guys move in concert with him. They talk about being on a string. It's because every, once one guy moves, everybody moves. You know, it's like, if you, everybody was connected by a string, you pull one guy and everyone else has to move with him or else that the, it breaks, right? But they, they, the Celtics just aren't good enough right now. They don't have the personnel to do it. They don't have the practice time. They, like, this, is, this is like old habits. Like Marcus Smart was bad in this game in, in, throughout most of it, right? Like he takes... It's the shot selection again with Marcus Smart, which is like I don't want to I don't want to keep harping on this because I thought things had changed, but this is what old habits. 
What happens when you're tired? What happens when th- you're bored? What happens when your your motivation is gone? You go you fall back into old habits cuz it's comfortable. It's just comfortable. And it's hard to break those old habits. We all do it. And that, I think that's what's happening with these guys. Fatigue, no no chance to break these habits, no chance to to really fix anything. And guys just slip back into their old things. That's why Jason Tatum is hunting these fadeaway shots. He's like, okay, enough with the fadeaways, Jason. But there he is. And he has not looked like himself lately. Is it is it still the COVID thing? Should he not be playing? Should there be a, a bigger um, cardio program for him? Should he be... Taking should he take a week off from basketball to maybe increase his wind and, and just get him on treadmills and running to increase his lung capacity? Is that a is that a thing? I don't even know. But something is clearly not right with Jason Tatum. He is not he's not the Jason Tatum that was all NBA last year. Like that's not the, the we haven't seen that guy yet. Not for any consistent stretch. Is he the one with the personal issue? They talked about somebody having personal issues. Is something is something wrong? Jason Tatum, clearly not himself. And even though in this game he finished with 18 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 of 19, 1 for 6 from 3, only 3 free throw attempts. His shooting percentages are down after the COVID diagnosis. His 3-point shooting is way down. Granted, he came out hot and it was a 10-game sample before the COVID, so... That does skew the numbers, but Tatum is is just not the same. So what does he do? He relies on old habits, mid-range fadeaways. That's what Jason Tatum's, I want to say bread and butter, but it's not really his bread, bread and butter. But that's that's where he's most comfortable. People most comfortable sometimes in places that are not good for them. So that's that is all the same stuff that I've been talking about. And... The pushback I always get is, yeah, well, every team in the league is dealing with this. Yeah, that's true. But not every person in the league is is the same. And you can line 10 people up and put them under the same stresses, and they're going to have 10 different reactions, potentially. So the Celtics are not doing well with with the same thing that every other team is going through. But also... The Celtics had one of the teams with the short turnarounds. They're not doing well. Miami has has had their struggles. Uh, they've been up and down. The obviously the Raptors are, are doing like horribly. They're the te- teams that have that made these deep runs are, are have been adversely affected. And the Celtics don't have Nikola Jokic or LeBron James to kind of bail them out of some some of these games. So that that's a little bit of the difference. I just, until something changes somehow, the, this is how it's going to go. And that that's going to be my next segment. Nothing changes with this team. Nothing has changed. I just can't, it's the same old crap. I'm sick of it. And it goes beyond just basketball. So I'm going to talk about that next. This show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the place you need to go for all of your car Needs whether it's something complicated or something simple. I got this DM from Matthew on Friday, almost a week ago. 
told me I needed to replace the headlight assembly on my car. Mechanic found one for $1,000. Rock Auto, 400 That's huge. Like, a mechanic quoted him a price for something. He said, nah, let me do this first. Let me just check rockauto.com first. Boom, saved himself $600 using rockauto.com. He's not alone. People have been using rockauto.com and have been saving money. Save yourself the trip to one of those chain stores. Save yourself the trip to the dealership. You're going to be paying a ton more for things you can save a lot on at Rock Auto. And it could be something complicated like that headlight assembly, or it could be something like windshield wipers or floor mats. That's there too. You can get it all at rockauto.com. They don't change their prices for pros or do-it-yourselfers. They don't change their prices on what the market will bear. That's stuff the other guys do. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So check them out. Their catalog, very unique and easy to navigate. When you find what you're shopping for and when you buy it for a lot less, make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That's how they're going to know we sent you. So it's very important that you do that. Write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Built Bar, I've been telling you about. It, Built Bar's just been an amazing uh, protein bar. In fact, <laughs> one of our hosts who lives outside the country is so he, he got Built Bar. They're not delivering internationally. So he's like desperately trying to figure out how to get somebody to order built bars for him so they can be delivered to him internationally. That's the extent of how far people will go to get their hands on these built bars. There's a ton of different flavors and you can figure out which one you like the best. There there are so many good flavors that they're doing this built bar madness and they're down to the fl- they're trying to fill out their flavorful 4. So of course it's March they're doing a bracket Cookies and cream got in over coconut almond, which I knew was going to happen, even though I picked coconut almond. Now they're on to mint brownie and coconut marshmallow puffs. I'm I'm carrying a petty grudge against coconut puff because they knocked out my favorite peanut butter. So I'm going mint brownie here. That's just, I, I don't even care. I don't know what a coconut puff is. I refuse to acknowledge it. Actually, it's really good. It is really good. I'm sorry. I'm just being petty because I like peanut butter. Go to BuiltBar.com, vote, or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter and vote. Tell them what your favorite is. And while you're at BuiltBar, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will be the best-tasting protein bar. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. If you're watching March Madness, you're seeing some of the top prospects out there putting on a show for you, but you want to know more, don't you? That's why you need to get the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. They've got scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of the tourney from four of the credentialed draft experts here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe today. Follow Locked On NBA Draft. Today after the game or yesterday after the game the Celtics held their Zoom, post-game Zooms and it really hit me that man, this is we're going nowhere. 
in this. I compared it on Boston Sports Journal to the scene in European Vacation where the Griswolds get into that roundabout in England and they're just constantly going around. Big Ben, Parliament, and they just can't get out of it. And that's where the Celtics are this season. It's it's Big Ben, Parliament, and then you go in a big circle and you experience all of that. You can't get out of this loop. And then you see a couple of cool things and then you spin back out of this loop and increasingly get frustrated. But it's the same same old thing, same old formula. A couple of wins that make you feel good, a couple of wins that make you feel kind of bad, a couple of wins that were pretty cool. And somewhere in there, Kemba Walker is going to talk about how frustrated he is because he's been frustrated all season. And somewhere in there, guys are going to talk about leaders and being leaders, and they need to be better at being leaders. And somewhere in there, we're going to hear like the same the same quotes, the same damn quotes. And the, honestly, it's the same damn questions over and over again. Because when you see the same damn game happen over and over again, what more can you ask other than why does this keep happening? And they go, well, I don't know. Kemba said, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm frustrated, but I can't show it. I'm a leader. My teammates look to me. And so I asked them, I was like, you know, Kemba, you've said this before. You've said this. Why do you keep saying it? Like, why? What makes it? What makes this season so difficult where you all keep saying the same thing, but you can't actually do what you're saying? And he's like, yeah, you know, you're in the moment and blah, blah, blah. But like, we're not getting, we're not getting anywhere here. And this is the worst part of this Celtic season is that we're not getting anywhere. Do I have optimistic hope that this team can change things? Yes, because I watched them in the last 18 minutes of this game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, granted, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, probably were like, yeah, we got this. Because at that point, halfway through the third quarter, they probably thought that they could just lay down and take a nap and the Celtics would fall over each other and they just sleepwalk their way to a win. And, and they, I guess, I guess that they were proven correct because they sleptwalked their way the rest of the, the game and they won. But the Celtics still had to turn up their intensity. It worked both ways. Like the Celtics still had to turn it up and the Celtics still had to show that they were capable of doing that. And so, yeah, you look at that and you say, okay, there's optimism, there's optimism there. And then you look at the past couple of games and I saw the ball movement and all of that. Like, yes, the ball movement, the cutting, like I said, Jalen Brown had a nice backdoor cut. He, they, they found him for like, it was just like, Oh man, keep cutting, keep cutting more cutting. And then they get away from that stuff. Fall back on old habits, like I said before. And I think that at this point, Brad Stevens just needs to, he just really needs to take control of the offense and just start calling plays, just really overbearing calling plays. Like stop with the motion. You, I guess you can start with it, but if it's pretty clear that these guys aren't going to follow the read and react, then you got to do the reading for them or you got to read to them like they're kids. Because if they're too fatigued to follow, the, you know, to, to be able to make the decisions, then it's on Brad, it's on somebody to, to kind of push them through. Maybe when the playoffs roll around and there's not as much travel and there are days off and you can practice, and maybe by then restrictions will be lifted and guys can go, they'll be vaccinated maybe by then. I mean, that's still, 
they've got 20, 28 games left. So you still got a couple of months. Maybe they'll be up in line by then. Who knows? So maybe things can change to a point where these guys can be like, all right, I can, I can live. I can breathe. Let's, let's actually practice. Let's actually do this. And that, and that, that's what holds out hope for me that they can go through practices and do that stuff. And like, there's something that could happen. I'm, I'm hopeful that Danny Ainge, hopefully by, by the time you listen to this, if you, if anybody listens to this particular show, uh, cause I think I'm sure people are sick of hearing me talking about this, the, the same old stuff, but maybe Danny Ainge has made a deal. Maybe Aaron Gordon comes in. Maybe that shocks the system. Maybe Tristan Thompson is gone and things fall into place a little bit. Maybe, but until then, Something's got to change. You want to compare it to a different movie is Groundhog Day. And we're at the point now where he's like putting the toaster in the bath and driving off the cliff with the groundhog in the, in the car and just waking up the next. We're at the point now where it's just so frustrating that we're, we're done. You know, like I, you go back and forth and round and round and round we go. And so what do we got next? We've got, we got this loss, the big comeback. Um, you're gonna Friday's gonna be the big bounce back win. Saturday, maybe they maybe they whip off like two, three, four games in a row, and we were like, "Ooh, okay, okay, they're back. They're the fourth seed again, yay!" And then they they you know screw the pooch again, and or do something like we'll be we'll be back here. Like I I think there's two more Kemba Walker. I got to be a better leader and not show my frustration. Comments in the in in him this season. I think there's probably a couple more. I hope there's no more. He said he hopes there's, there's, there's no more, but th- this is where I am. This is my frustration. Nothing is changing. It's the same old crap. We're on a wheel. We're hamsters in a wheel watching this team and nobody's opinions are changing. And no one's right. No one's wrong. This is frustrating as all hell is what it is. It's frustrating as all hell because I still have all of my evidence that tells me that they can be something. And there, you, if you disagree with me, still have all of your evidence that says, John, you're a moron. And I can't refute it. And you can't refute me. We just sit here and argue back and forth until we block each other on Twitter or (laughs) we start like typing in all caps in the comment section on Boston Sports Journal. Like that, that's where we are. Thank God the weather is getting nice around here. If you're around Boston, maybe maybe just getting outside and getting some fresh air will calm us down because the Celtics aren't going to do it. Whew. We'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know. I don't know what's next sometimes. But I'll be here for you. Tomorrow will be a post-trade deadline show. Hopefully we got stuff to talk about. Hopefully this is not Danny Ainge saying we got close. But we couldn't do it because I don't want to hear the jokes. I just don't want to hear people making the jokes. But you see the report. Bleacher Report says that Denver is moving into the lead. I don't know. Lots of posturing out there. A lot of posturing. You know, uh, who knows what's what's real anymore. But we do know that by 3 p.m. we'll have some answers. So make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you're subscribed. Of course, Make sure you are listening to our live coverage tomorrow on all of our live channels across the network. The Locked On Podcast Network is doing our big live 
trade deadline show. Okay, we're starting at noon. We're going till four. I will be on the show. I mean, unless something happens like right at the trade deadline, I got to bounce to do some Boston Sports Journal writing. But this is um, the plan is 12 to four with me, with Nick Angstead, with Gavin Shaw, Jackson Gatling, the Locked On Mavs, Locked On Knicks, Locked On Rockets. We're going to do this deadline show from 12 to 4. Live reactions from all of our local experts. So if the Spurs make a trade, Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs will be on giving that local perspective. So Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, follow at Locked On NBA Pods. Follow me on Twitter, RedsArmy underscore John. You'll get the alerts, but the show starts at 12. So make sure you're listening to that. Make sure you're subscribed to this show. Please give it a five-star rating, good written review, and share the podcast, please. That's super important. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet.